this gospel reading for today has always been a difficult one for me. I have a vivid memory of hearing this reading when I was about 12 years old and thinking, why don't they just share? <laughs> Even if all the lamps are lit, there surely would be enough light for everyone. And how unfair that the foolish bridesmaids couldn't get in light. They weren't recognized, even though they clearly would have been on the invite list. The whole thing feels ungenerous and harsh and a, a little frightening. Not at all like a God of love. And I suspect that some of you may have had a similar reaction. And when we pair this parable with the epistle reading from 1 Thessalonians, it's easy to see this as simply a discourse on the end times or a warning about who will get into heaven and who will not. So here's a fun fact about 1 Thessalonians. It is the oldest book in the New Testament. It's the first of Paul's letters that we have, and it was written before any of the Gospels. And members of the early church, they really believed that Jesus was going to come again in their lifetime. And when that didn't happen, they had to grapple with what that meant. And in ancient Greek culture, Thessalonica, who's in what is now Greece, in that culture, when someone died, they went to the underworld and they were permanently separated from the living. And so these believers in Thessalonica, having been grown up in this culture, they were worried that their members who had died would not be able to share in the glory of Jesus' second coming. And Paul and his friends, they write to tell the Thessalonians that there is hope. There's hope in the resurrection for everyone, even for those who have died. Encourage one another, Paul writes. Encourage one another with these words of hope. So I wonder where we see that hope in the words of Jesus in today's parable. This parable that Jesus tells seems to be about the wise and foolish people and what will happen to them when Jesus comes again. And yes, there is hope for the wise, but not for the foolish. Be ready, because you do not know the time. Be prepared. Be wise, because if you are foolish, all hope is lost. Now, maybe Jesus was making a statement about the religious and political leadership of his time. Maybe Jesus was warning his followers about losing hope if things didn't happen the way they expected them to. But I wonder what else we can find in this parable. If we look at these words today with our imagination, as we are allowed to do with scripture, 
What else might we see? I wonder if this parable could speak to me right here today about the way I live my life. Now, when Jesus speaks about the kingdom of heaven, he isn't necessarily only talking about an afterlife. Jesus is telling us how to live in a way that mirrors God's love for the world. The kingdom of heaven as God's desire for this world and for humanity. If I look at the parable through this lens, then what do I see? I see that the wedding banquet, the celebration might be the celebration of living in the kingdom of heaven, of living in God's love and participating in bringing about God's mission in the world. I see that the wise and foolish bridesmaids might not be groups of people. They might not be different kinds of people. Bridesmaids are symbols. And those wise and foolish bridesmaids, they might all be me. I know that I am certainly both foolish and wise. So the reading we heard this morning from the Book of Wisdom tells us that wisdom is not hard to obtain, but we must look for it. We must desire it. Wisdom, we hear, is easily discerned by those who love her and found by those who seek her. Likewise, living to bring about the kingdom of heaven is not hard, but we must desire it. We must want this world to be a place of abundance, of justice, of peace for everyone. And then we must be ready. We must be ready when the opportunities to participate in God's mission by loving our neighbor, present themselves. Prepared for the chance to create a small part of the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. We must be ready and willing to accept that invitation to enter into the celebratory banquet of God's love for all. So those wiser parts of me, they allow me to participate in God's love and mission. My foolish parts do not. My wise actions serve to further the kingdom of God. The wiser parts of me are ready to shine, while the foolish parts are always running out of oil. The wiser parts are ready to light the way for the bridegroom in whatever shape or form that bridegroom might take on any given day. Being ready doesn't mean 
always having the perfect plan or the perfect words or knowing exactly the right thing to do. Life is complicated. It's complex and often messy. And so are we. Even what is wise in one circumstance can be foolish in another. But even so, when we allow our lights to shine, we are doing the work of the kingdom. One commentator put it so well like this. The ancient prophets declare that there is a day surely coming when justice and peace will kiss. And the Christian gospel is not only that this day shall come, but that it has already begun to dawn, despite the shadows. We can participate in that dawning even now. Letting our own lights shine walking the walk with wisdom, insight, and action. With the end we bear in mind, the largest frame within which our lives take place is characterized not only by justice and peace, but finally by joy. For when that day comes, there will be a great banquet. But we can glimpse it today if we have eyes to see. So I say to you today, the kingdom of heaven is like when you shine your light into this world. When you shine so brightly that it guides the way for another. When you enter with delight into the banquet of living right now in the love of God. Amen.